So from birth to death, and beyond our spirit is fashioned for miracles. A child is born with a miracle. That when that little zygote is multiplying and the little body is forming, the spirit person, father, sends from above. So he's called the father of our spirit. And James 1.17 says, all good and perfect, every good and perfect gift comes to us from the father of our spirit. That, that special heaven's deposit is in the spirit of man uh, to be fanned into flames and to God's scope. We are not into horoscope, but into God's scope that in every stage of our life, there's a branch to come out and God fruit to be born. Will you say amen? amen. So Psalm 14, I will give thanks to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So in all of God's making from birth all through life, in every season, there is a reverence and a wonder God wants to work through our life. Will you say reverence, reverence. and wonder? And Acts 2, 42 to 46 tells us as the reverence of God increased in his church, the wonder of God increased in his church, isn't it? Miracles began to happen. Reverence is a welcome, it's an invitation for God to come. More respect he feels, more of him comes. Now we are finite people, God is infinite. So when he's... Uh, little pleased or oh, he can come a little he comes a little bit he always wants to be with his people but when he can come in total in totality he wants to come like a mighty rushing wind he wants to come like flames of fire so when we think of a shaking up of a nation that the fire of god could should come god's fire is holy then god's fire holy fire of god can come only to his people who are holy, isn't it? So when this holy fire comes, I'm suggesting that the warmth of that holy fire will move out from us to the people in the highways and byways who are cold and hungry for the bread of heaven. When Christians get fired up, the warmth, will you say it me, warmth, the warmth of God you know, we feel so cozy, isn't it, when the furnace is lit up or the heat comes up on a cold day. And when the church is on fire, that's what the streets feel. Amen. That's what those who are without God feels. Yeah. So when someone asked John Wesley, how is it that at 5 o'clock in the morning, people come to hear you, 5,000, 10,000? John Wesley said, I set myself ablaze and they come to see the fire. So they were catching the fire before the Pentecostals came around. That was Wesley's theology. I, I just burn and they come to see the blaze. So we are waiting for a wonderful service like this Sunday evening as Jeff and the team led us into worship. We could feel, you know, the heaters were not necessary. There was a glow of God and a glory of God and a fire of God we were feeling as he kept worshipping. So first thing about the fire of God is that it will make us uh, so hot with the love of God, people who are without the love of God, outside, feeling cold and hungry, will be attracted to the church. Yes. But they just feel the warmth spreading. And they, they say, we want to go and see 
what, what that place is like. We, we want to touch and feel what we feel from outside. Would to God church was like that, isn't it? I think this Sunday evening meeting is getting hotter, Jeff, than last year. It had real hotness of God, isn't it? A, a hot spot. You know, the Wi-Fi of heaven begins to work. <laughs> and people, people get connected. I, I really think it, it will happen. It is happening. Secondly, as the, as, as the fire burns, sight and light come to people. People begin to say, that church is different. Church is becoming different. They also have spiritual sight. Only, only that they need a higher voltage to see. World's blindness is church's darkness. If the church had more wattage, everybody will see, isn't it? So some people see with a little light and they want to come to church. But if the church is so bright, giving sight, that's how evangelism will happen in the glory. Will you say in the glory? Yes. So we need the fire not to incinerate the sinner. That rhymed also. Shall we say together, we need the fire not to incinerate the sinner, but they may feel the warmth we have in the fire of God. So warmth, sight and light. Thirdly, when the fire comes, no more lukewarmness. We become a hot soup on a cold winter day. How do you like that? Or we because Ceylon tea is always good, but imagine Ceylon tea on a cold winter day. I wanted a little more um for that as Jeff did, you know. Yeah. So uh, no more lukewarm. Shall we say no more lukewarm? It's a the church is a hot soup, and people say we want to come and taste and see that the Lord is good. Be it's a war hot drink on a cold winter's night that's coming on the world. Fourthly, the fire burns the dross. And when the fire of God is burning the dross in God's people, it will just filter out to the world's highways and byways and burn up the refuse. And people will say, what have we been feeding on? We will go for better things, the purer things. So when the church's fire increase or God's fire increase in church, the appetites of the world change. Give me a wave if you understood that. That's a holy appetite. The church induces a holy appetite in the people outside. Finally, even in olden days, when a tribe would get together, they would light up a fire and the serpents and the beasts are kept out, isn't it? Yeah. Praise God. So we want a holy fire like that. Today I'm taking my message from John chapter 9. One reason is the last outstanding miracle we had was of eyes. So lady, 60 year old, she could not see, she could not read and she could see. Reading was very difficult. Day-to-day -day activity was difficult and while in one of our peripheral meetings, while a demon was being cast out from one lady, she was demon possessed, she manifested, demon was cast out. This lady had, she said, spider cobwebs left her eyes and she began to see. So we want such miracles today to happen. 
another lady testified and said she was very keen to, she's good at sewing, so it was a joy for her to sew for her child. She's the mother of a Rainbow Boys Orphanage, which this church supports. And this lady with her husband is the father-mother to the older boys, eight older boys. And she herself has her own daughter, and she was very fond of uh, stitching, and she found in spite of her spectacles, she couldn't see that well, and she had to give up stitching for her daughter. And she couldn't do the studies for her daughter. In our country, for poor to become better, their children have to have better education, isn't it? That's the only way that you can uplift the poor. So this lady was so keen, and one camp time, uh, the anointing came upon the eyes, and she came and testified, now I, without my spectacles, I can thread the needle. Do you still thread needles in Britain? You, st you still have needles and you thread them? And she could do it without spectacles. So the Lord will do this today because this message is about sight again. Shall we say together, sight again? So I want to keep the physical sight and in parallel spiritual sight as we go through John chapter 9. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. Now, this was Jesus' nature. He sees that makes the, makes this, he sees things that makes disciples uncomfortable. Now, when, the, when it was the case of the woman with the issue of blood, Jesus said, someone touch me. What he meant was someone in need touch me with such a touch that virtue went out of me. Even Jesus felt virtue going out of him. Disciples says, what's the matter with you? Everybody, everybody is touching you. But in this case also, he saw the problem of this man and he sees problems because he has a solution. He, he does not have explanations. He has solutions. And his disciples asked him, uh, Rabbi, we have this theological problem. Uh, who, this, who sinned in this case, this man or parents, that he was born blind? So the disciples were looking for a theological explanation. Why Britain is not becoming Christian. But Jesus was looking for the solution. So if we as a church change our mindset and increasingly we see a problem, we say solution is with us. Yes. Not the explanation why this problem continues. Will you say amen? amen. Shall we take, take it together as a confession? Lord, when I see a problem, Lord, in, problem. My in my contact world, I say you will give me the solution. Let's give a hand clap on that. So the religious view, why is he blind? Jesus' view, how can he see? So we are into how can this become better? Never mind why it is so, how can this become better? So the kingdom, the power, the glory, we went on singing this and my daughter had discovered this great hymn and we have been singing this again and again and glory comes and uh, so kingdom comes from heaven to earth and we are the kingdom and local church is the base of the kingdom 
You can't abdicate the local church and go to many conferences that teach the kingdom and have the kingdom. Is it all right? You occupy your local church which is base camp of the kingdom. Can you imagine an army going to war having abdicated base camp? Is there an army like that ever anywhere in the world? Of course not. Army is birthed, sustained and strengthened in the base camp. So every Sunday morning, local church is the most important kingdom expression for any Christian. I would say strongly never abdicate the kingdom government and the kingdom expression, kingdom celebration, kingdom occupation, Sunday morning. God has not changed his mind Sunday morning. In spite of God TV, in spite of TBN, in spite of what else do you have, God hasn't changed his mind since Sunday morning, Christianity is the best Christianity. You are occupying your base camp and you are getting equipped for a week of kingdom activity. Will you say amen? amen. If you are with me, just give, give away. Yes. <clears throat> so what was from birth that never changed? Familial blindness, congenital blindness, blind spots in our life. Today we are saying, Jesus, your fire gives sight and your fire gives light. Amen. And kingdom come, power spreads Glory returns. Wouldn't that be a good cycle, isn't it? Shall we say together, kingdom come, power spreads, doing all what God has in his mind to do, and glory returns. Kingdom come, power spread, glory returns. What a wonderful life the church has. So, Disciples were trying to pick the other's mort, why the brother is blind. Jesus gave a remedy that glorifies. Then we go to John chapter 9 verse 3. You are God's glory screen. Bless the Lord. I have been thinking about this. Each child, each young person is created for God's glory. Colossians 1.27 Christ in us the hope of glory. Now Every celebrity that takes center stage needs reflecting mirror boards that their glory and their fame may be reflected back and forth. There cannot be a celebrity on stage unless there are fans around. So there are so many so children and youth become reflectors of someone else's glory in entertainment or music or whatever, when God has created each one of them to be glory balls. Will you say glory balls? Glory Why should they be passive reflectors from someone else's glory when God has glory for them? So shall we call for the children generation and a youth generation that who are glowing with God's glory, the intrinsic glory, rather than reflectors of other people's glory uh -huh. who make much money by that method. Yeah. Got the sense? Yeah. Stage works because there are fans reflecting that glory. We want God to be in us, in each one of us, and he's spreading his glory in us, through us. 
Jesus answered, it was not this man, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. So we are created for specific works of glory. Specific works of glory in our chosen gifting. Whatever God has gifted us with, in that chosen gifting, he wants to display our glory. So every mountain in the world is to have a child of God with kingly presence displaying the glory of God in sports, in government, in professions, in other in, in education. You get the picture? We want Christians to move up to mountaintop. Thank God for those who are serving in lowly places, unseen, not known, fine. But this is time for Christian upgrade. Will you say with me, Christian upgrade? Christian upgrade. Would to God that Christians be become the light upon the hill rather than at the base. Assuredly, different Christians will be in different places. But we want the city upon the hill to show up now. So each one lamp upon the stand. The local church all together city upon the hill. The brightest spot in Aradale. The Church of Jesus Christ. Will you say Amen for that? Amen. We are going to be the city upon the hill, the most luminous, the most visible, the most audible influence in our locality. That's God's call for the city. That's God's call for the church in the city. City upon the hill and lamp upon the stand. Every believer lamp upon the stand. Together you become the city upon the hill. So there are no lone brilliant Christians. Lone brilliant Christian is an oxymoron. It, 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 it's not to be. We are brilliant together when the lambs come together. Isn't it? Praise God for this. This is what the Lord is doing. The lone evangelist, the lone TV star, they may have had their season. Of course, Reinhard Bonke had his season, isn't it? Now Africa is full of vibrant Christianity. So they had their season. But today is the, now is the time of the lamp on the stand getting together in their locality, becoming the city upon the hill. So each one is important. Your gift and calling is important. That you shining together is important. This is God's season for that. Works of glory we are to display. Now, are you in some impasse where God wants to send his glory? Now, is, is there any particular thing in your life that you feel it's a tight spot? Lord, this looks like a tunnel. How is light coming? We are in a situation like that in Sri Lanka. Uh, January 8, 2015, we deposed our king. You know, heads of state, too long, in that democratic position becomes autocratic. That's human nature. What happens to King Saul of Israel happens to many democratic leaders if they are too long in authoritative positions. And so we prayed and we, we realized that his time is up and the Lord showed us how and she, he went off 2015, January 8th. The new government is one year old. But we are in a very difficult position uh, we have a president and we have a prime minister and we can't see the nation going forward 
Now, war has been over since 2009, but our country has not progressed. We have had different other problems. Thank God, no bombs. It's quite safe to come to Sri Lanka now. But we have enormous economic problems. North-South divide economically is still present, and the North-South divide racially is still present. So we are in a situation, it is so tight, only the Lord's finger and Lord's hand and the Lord's arm and the Lord's eye and the Lord's shoulder can do this together. Recently, the Lord showed me this picture. I need someone of my height to demonstrate this. Will you just come forward if you don't mind? Yes. You, you, yes. So imagine there's an arch, there's a bow and an arrow between the two of us. And for this, you are God, I'm me. So now I'm trying to shoot this bow and this arrow for this season of my life. Bow is my life call. <clears throat> You're understanding this allegory. An arrow is a season. So we live on a life call yeah. with a, this arrow must be shot. So I'm putting my hand and God is putting his hand and holding the bow together. So we, whose bow is this? God's. Or mine? Both. So we have to do the tango together. <laughs> and then, then even it's even more difficult, the end of the arrow, isn't it? Yes. That has room only for just the finger. So here comes the finger of God and my finger. Now whose life season is this? Mine, God's, mine. So we know we have this conflicts going on in our life, isn't it? So he keeps his finger. I say, Father, it's good that you keep your finger. Then I have to give him my cheek. You know how it is? Like that. <laughs> and then my eye and God's eye. Can you see this? And then God's arm and my feeble arm. God's mighty shoulder stretches the arrow. And there goes the arrow. Full flight to target all the way. Thank you. So we will do this together. You have heard the old, old axiom. God will not do it without us. We cannot do it without him. Every life season. Bow is the call of God for our entire life. Arrow is the seasons that he wants to stretch us and shoot to target full season our passion, our vision, our mission hits the target. And we feel a fulfilled Christian. We are content that last year was well spent and the branch grew and there was fruit in every season. So I combined two allegories, the branch and the tree and the fruit and the bow and the arrow being shot to target. So the thing is this, Time is short for the world, isn't it? Yeah. Ecology is saying it. Right. Temperature is saying it. Ocean currents are saying it. You know, Britain was blessed because God sent a particular warm current 
towards the British Isle. That's why you are so green. Did you know that? You're almost as green as Sri Lanka, but we know Sri Lanka is greener. <laughs> it's, a, it's a peculiar thing of God. This is a truth that I'm saying. You probably know. There's a warm current that comes across Britain. That's why you don't become as cold as Berlin, for instance, anytime. But these currents are getting upset now. The, the globe's ecology is so fine-tuned, the one who fine-tuned the human body, particularly the human brain with such precision, has fine-tuned the ecological processes of the whole globe. Here is one. For a long time, you have been hearing global warming, isn't it? But the icebergs were not melting. So many scientists doubted global warming for a long time. Icebergs were the same. But what we did not know was those great arctic lights come from a thin sheet of ice on the North Pole that is thickness is just right to reflect the light and stop the heat going in. If you follow this, just give a wave. Now, the ice sheet is thinning, which means you still see the glorious lights, but heat is penetrating where we need low temperature. That is upsetting the currents in the oceans, which is affecting the temperature in the air patterns. Little bit of a complication, but just, to, just, to, just for us to behold his glory and say, heavens declare the glory of the Lord. And every ecosystem declares his immense wisdom. So a few months ago, I studied this thing. I was also wondering, is it warming or not? How do we know? Uh, so there are many things like this that God has designed, and they are saying, time is up. This is just to tell ourselves, it is time we got our bow and we go from arrow to arrow without keeping that string lax. Get my point. If the world's time is short, it means the Christian's time is accelerating. That is what it, it all that means is that we want arrow after arrow, arrow after arrow to go out of our life winning the world for Christ and winning our destiny for ourselves, isn't it? Yes. When we do well, the world will do well. As goes the church, so goes the nation. As goes the church, so goes the nation. Uh, works of glory we are to display. Do we need vision? How God wants to do? There are works of God. He's waiting to do through us right at this time. We must work the works of him who sent me? Will you say to me, I am God's special dispatch to this part of the world. I am happy where I am. I was born in the best nation possible. Exotic holiday in Sri Lanka is good, but rest of the year, I am in the best nation God meant me to be. Yes, that's how it is, yeah. Nation I am born is the best nation. That's where we serve. That's where we do God, mission, vision, and passion. John 9, 4. Messiah sent 
to send me to send. We must work the works of him who sent me. So John 9, 4 is a very special word for me. When we first heard the call of God in 1980, July 14th, we hours of the morning, 13th was over, Hiranthi's father, who was a well-known lawyer, he, took a, he got a stroke, cerebrovascular accident. I was bringing him in the ambulance uh, to my ward. He passed away on the way. Before I could get him to the ward, he passed away. And then God tells me at that time, now you will serve me. At that time, I was getting ready to come to UK. I had just won a UK Commonwealth Scholarship. I had done my MRCP Part 1. I had got, an, got a scholarship appointment and a project proposal from King's College, London, to do some work in the liver. And God says, now you will serve me. I told him I had never thought about it. Meaning I was involved in my local church, not full-time ministry. I knew this is full-time ministry because we were already serving him in, in lay capacity, all we could. Second time, he says, now you will serve me. Not asking me whether I would, whether I am ready, do I like this idea, now you will serve me. So what am I to say? So I said, Lord, my daughter is only two years old and she needs 15 packets of milk for, for a month. Who will give me that? No answer. Third time, now you will serve me. That's how God sends. So I finished my father-in-law's funeral. He was very close to us. We, my wife was a lawyer. I was a young doctor. And we were depending on our salary only. Doctor salaries are not great in Sri Lanka. And then I go back to the ward after four days to do my ward round. I was in the professor's ward. It was an academic ward, so I teach medical students, do ward round. You get the idea. That's what I, what I was. Then I'm trying to do this ward round. Medicine is not coming to my head. You know, you have to diagnose, get the ward ready before professor comes. That, that's my role as registrar of medicine. Third bed, I'm still not thinking medically. I said, what's wrong with my head? <laughs> then I remembered four nights ago, God said, now you will serve me. So medicine slowly died. My passion of my youth and God sent us to the villages of Sri Lanka, cities of Sri Lanka. So this word is very precious to me. We must work the works of him who sent me. I want to take this moment. You may feel a call of God. I'm not saying to full-time minister, you felt once that God called me to do this. You let that chance go. Tonight the Lord is speaking to you saying, time is returning to you. Amen. Time is returning to you. Take up your position. God wants to make you his special dispatch where you are. Not in some other location. In this locality, in your work field, among your friends, relatives and neighbors and workmates. You are God's dispatch. You know, wartime dispatches are sent with such precision at such time. It must be done at that time. This is a time like that for occupying your heavenly call. There is a good window but this window is not going to be open for a long time. You can see that. The world's issues are, issues are really quickening up. Your prime minister did very well in the refugee issue, how he decided for it. But Angela Merkel, who had been a very good chancellor for, a lot, for, for 12 years, 11 years, made a big blunder in her decision. 
and Germany is suffering. I have a lot of friends in Germany. We minister widely in Germany. They are quite, quite desperate because she was a very pro-Christian chancellor. You know that. She made Germany really good and great. But these days, Germany is again going through the old passions are coming up, extreme right wing is coming up. She missed the window of opportunity as a head of state. So we each have a, we each has a window of opportunity now to occupy the call of God at the level God calls us. Shall we say, yes, Lord. Let's pray a short prayer. Maybe one of you from the congregation, you'd like to say, Lord, we want to occupy the window you have for us right now. Will you please pray out? Just one person, as the Lord gives you utterance. One more, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. To me, welcome you to the window of heaven for earth. And we say, yes, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yes, Lord, Lord, I send a sending base in this Sunday evening gathering. Send us, Lord. Send your people like a torch and an arrow into the windows of the world before they shut up. They will walk through those windows as God's, God's conspiracy in difficult situations. And they will walk through with the God plan. They will be God's man in God's plan, in God's time, in that situation. Amen. Lord, every one person today will have this mission, Lord. It will get actionized. They will occupy that opportunity, which is in their destiny, which is for the salvation of another, which is for the glory of God. Let it happen and they will see now where they should go, what it is God has next for them. Work the works of God before night comes, when no man can work in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So there's a voice in the time. We must not miss that. Having said these things, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud. He's still blind. Tell your neighbor he's still blind. He's still blind. Probably the problem got worse. If he had some sight, now he can't see at all. Jesus has put mud in his eyes. That's what nations look like in terrible distress, losing children, losing boundaries losing their home countries. Don't nations look as if they are quite muddied up? But Jesus says there's a pool of Siloam 
of the sent ones. Silo means he sends. Pool of Siloam. Will you say it in the pool of Siloam? He sends. Who are his sent ones? We are the sent. So pool of Siloam is the church of Jesus Christ. When nations are getting blind, situations sometimes seem seemingly getting worse than ever. God is working. He works through all things for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. That is Romans 8, 28, 29 is, what's that purpose? That we conform to the image of Christ. So every trouble that a nation gets is nudging that nation to come to know the Lord and the Master, the Father of nations. But the pool of Siloam can't be dry. Operating 24-7. Who is the pool of Siloam? The The church. The local church. You and me. Where you belong. So it's time to root in one place. Don't do church hopping. Bring your water. Bring your gift. Bring your calling to the pool. Will you say pool? And ask your pastor, how, how should I be deployed? What should I do? It's enough of this independent Christianity, isn't it? It has wrecked the church. So it's time the pool of Siloam do it together. Will you say amen? Shall we just ask for a holy anointing for this evening assembly? Yes. Lord, we are asking for this holy anointing to come. Kiranti, will you come and lead us in a little prayer? Thank you, Holy Spirit.